Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Here's Alexis Sanchez! What a finish! Walcott's going to go through and score! Into the middle. Giroud! It's two! Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of the 21st of September 2015. I'm Russell Hargreaves and on today's show, Laurel Koscielny talks to us about the impact that Peter Cech has made on the Arsenal backline. David Hilliard drops by to remember North London derbies of the past and Adrian Clark looks ahead to the weekend trip to Leicester. But let's kick off with the weekend review. Arsenal travelled to Stamford Bridge to face Chelsea for the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday afternoon. And right on half-time, they were reduced to 10 men in controversial fashion. Uh, can't get the ball away from uh, Azard. In comes the cross once again. It's straight into the arms oh. of uh, Pedersek. And meanwhile, Koscielny's gone down, having been uh, caught potentially by Diego Costa. And the referee's got to sort this out because Koscielny and Diego Costa have squared up. And for me, Diego Costa could be in a little bit of trouble here because I'm not sure if he raised his hand or pressed his face into the face of Koscielny. Gabriel's got involved as well. And the referee, Mike Dean, has got to sort this out. What is the referee doing here? I wonder. And another card's going to come out. Oh, and it's a red card to Gabriel, who's been sent off here. This is utterly ridiculous. Oh, he's fallen into the trap. Oh, no. And Gabriel wants another go at uh, Diego Costa here, and it's a red card to Gabriel. This is utterly, utterly stupid. And he wants to go at Diego Costa, and he's shoving Oscar now, and he's falling into the trap as uh, Nick has pointed out because Diego Costa has got Gabriel sent off here and that is gamesmanship all day long. Gabriel seeing red after clashing with Diego Costa who can count himself mightily lucky to still be on the pitch after appearing to catch Laurent Koscielny in the face on two separate occasions. Arsenal would only hold out for eight minutes into the second half before Kurt Zuma opened the scoring and the match was all but over as a contest on 79 minutes when the Gunners were reduced to nine men when Santi Cazorla was sent off for a second bookable offence. Bellerin coming forward now on the right. Intelligent balling field, it just won't fall for Ramsey. Arsenal have it again, though. This is Ramsey once more. Oh, and Chelsea have won a free kick, and no one knows why. And Fabregas has gone down. Oh, and Fabregas has got, uh, rather, Sandy Cazorla's got a second yellow card for the challenge on Fabregas, and it's a red card for Santi Cazorla, a second yellow. And I don't even think he touched him. Oh, Mike Dean, what have you done? Chelsea wouldn't kill the game off as a contest until added time, courtesy of a deflected effort from Eden Hazard. And after the game, Arsene Wenger spoke about a frustrating afternoon. 
It's a very frustrating afternoon because we look quite in control and uh, I think it's frustrating to see Diego Costa staying on because it's uh, not understandable when you look at the whole situation that he doesn't get the red card. It's unbelievable. And that we get one on top of that, uh, we have to look at ourselves, but uh, uh, we are guilty on that. But uh, overall, he should have been off before Gabriel can respond to him. We were quite in control and uh, I felt that uh, we were comfortable. Overall, uh, it's difficult to lose a game like that. Aaron Ramsey, meanwhile, reflected on a bad week for the team and how they intend to put things right in the coming days. Yeah, you know, we're always going to create opportunities, but, um, but yeah, we're just disappointed because obviously we had a bad uh, result midweek in the Champions League. We wanted to get back to uh, winning ways and have a positive uh, game. And uh, we were doing that up until uh, the sending off. And, you know, he, uh, I'm sure he'll learn from that and uh, we'll have to move on and, and put things right on Wednesday. You know, it's not good enough for a club of Arsenal to go two games um, to lose both games and uh, hopefully now we can put things right on, on Wednesday and you know there's a there'll be a, a feisty game with um, you know hopefully um, some goals in, in our favour The defeat leaves Arsenal without a win in eight against Chelsea now but they've got the perfect chance to bounce back on Wednesday evening that's in the Capital One Cup tie against North London rivals Tottenham and we're going to speak to David Hillier about that next Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Our Arsenal insider this week is former Gunners midfielder David Hillier. Dave, good to have you on the podcast, mate. How are you? Yeah, morning, Russell. Yeah, really, really happy to um, be looking forward to this week and the Tottenham game. And I'm, I'm very well. Hopefully we'll get a result and um, things will be back on track. Yeah, good to hear from you, mate. So you played 143 times for the club, uh, including some memorable battles against Tottenham, didn't you? We'll start, I think, with your favourite memories and favourite opponents from those North London derby games. Well, I think you've got to, you can go right back to when I was a youth team player. You know, I, I used to you know play against like Finney Samways and that when he was when he was young, and then we we moved up into the first team together. So I always had good battles with him. Um, I remember a very famous. A famous route for me was with Terry Fennick in the FA Cup. Uh, that's quite a good memory. I've got a lovely photo of that. And Terry, he signed me later on for, for Portsmouth actually, so that was quite, um, quite ironic. <laughs> but um, yeah, came on against Tottenham at Wild Lane, got nutmeg by Gaza. You know, that's one of my great memories. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I've got some really good memories, but they always brought out the best, you know, in, in everyone of those games, you know, the passion. And, you know, that was really big games for us. Now, we asked our listeners for your tweets after Wednesday's game and at Charlie John Cook has asked, do you think that Arsenal will field a weakened team against Spurs regardless of the history? What do you reckon? I think it's a difficult situation. You know, the managers have had a couple of not very good results lately and obviously, you know, fans, fans want us winning. Um, it's, it's a big call, this game. Does he go with his sort of his fringe players and give people a chance or does he play the first team? I think, personally... He's got to play his best side. He's got to get a win. And that's what I'm hoping he'll do. So, you know, I know there's a couple of injuries, but I think we've got to put a full strength side out and, and win this game. Now, at Guna and Kit has also tweeted in and wants to get your thoughts, David, on what the midfield will look like without potentially uh, Cochlear, Wilshire and Cazorla. Yes, yeah, this is a 
just a big issue, this, you know. We've, we've said that the squad, midfield-wise, had a lot of depth. And then you look at it, you get three injuries, and then all of a sudden it's looking a bit lean in experienced players. I think, personally, Arteta will have to come back in. There's talk of, um, uh, is it Bilek, the young lad, coming in and maybe doing a, um, doing a, doing a stint as a DM in there? I, for me, I think, personally, the manager will go with experience and stick Arteta back in um, and, and use what he's got. What have you made then, David, of Arsenal's start to the season as a whole? I guess it's been a bit patchy, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it's been patchy. I think the expectation of the way we finished last season um, on how we would start at the beginning of this season was very high. Um, and I think maybe one or two of, of the players may be feeling a bit of the pressure of that on them. You know, results haven't been as good as we wanted. It didn't start off great um, at home with West Ham, and I think that was really a you know, kicking the teeth for us. But we gradually got it back. I think we're, we're climbing slowly back to the form we had at the end of last season, but there's definitely an issue um, scoring goals at the moment, although, you know, we've recently got a couple. So hopefully, the worst is behind us and we, we can kick off. It's not been a great start. I'd probably give it probably 7 out of 10 for me. So who has impressed you so far this season, would you say? Well, you know, I think Sanchez always impresses me just with his industry and his... his his willingness and his effort, I think you, you can't deny that. He's had such a busy year. You know, then he has a busy summer and he comes back and he looks just as on fire as ever. Um, not quite getting the goals and, and the finishing he has. He's impressed me. Cockerland's impressed me. I think Gabriel's come in and, and done a great job. He's unfortunate at the weekend, but it didn't take away from the fact he's a very good player. Um, but, but for me, probably Cockerland and, and Bellerin's been doing well as well. Just going back to kind of reflecting on North London derbies, just talk to me about how special as an Arsenal player they are when you've got the, the, the chance to take part in one. Well, I think for me, they, they started at 14 years of age, you know, when you're in, in the schoolboys. Um, and I had our managers, Pat Rice and people like that, have been brought up the Arsenal way playing against Tottenham. So they, they put the right things into you at that age, which were pride, the passion, the desire to beat them, you know, whatever game it was, whether it was a cup game, league game, you're top of the league or bottom of the league, it carries the same weight regardless. And I think, and it's exactly the same for Tottenham players. No, don't get me wrong, they go out there and they want to beat Arsenal more than anyone, which makes it such a great game. And, and it is the one you look for at the start of the season. So, and I think the players now at the club, quite a few of them have been there a few years now and have got that taste. They know what it means to the fans, and we've seen over the last few years been some great, great derby games. Now, North London derby or not, what would be your favourite moment in your Arsenal career? My favourite moment in my Arsenal career? Wow. Um, I don't think it would be a North London derby. <laughs> OK. Um, because because I, I won competitions and things, you know, and I was involved in great sides with, with fantastic players. But I would have to say, um, just in my first season, when when we won the Division 1, the old Division 1, I think mean, we beat Coventry, I think it was about 6-1, last game of the season. And then, when when a fan came on a pitch and put a scarf around my neck, you know, and I was, he was older than me, and I was just a kid, just being carried along on the crest of a wave, I realised then it hit me what it really was, you know, where I'd really, what I'd really achieved and, and got to. For, for me, that moment, um, I'll, I'll never forget, never, never. And just finally, David, of course, you're a busy man here with Arsenal Media. Just tell us a bit about that and what else you're generally up to. Yeah, I've been, been doing a lot for Arsenal Media over the, oh, over the past probably seven or eight years now, doing the matchday shows, TV comms, 
a little bit um, over in the 100 club as well. A little bit of um, stuff in the boxes for the club, but mainly in Bristol, I'm a fireman. And I still do a bit of football coaching in Bristol. We, we've run a couple of soccer schools, trying to pick up on the sort of 16-year-olds that go out at academy level. I think they kind of get lost, don't go and play football anymore and, and give up then. And there's some really good players out there. So we try and grab those at six. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Staying and give them a couple of years extra tuition, but um, just, just really enjoying my involvement in football that I've got now and, and enjoying life. David, brilliant stuff. Thank you very much indeed for coming on. No worries, my pleasure, mate. Thank you. Cheers, pal. And of course, you can see David on the Match Day show with Adrian Clark on Wednesday evening from 7.15pm on Arsenal Player and on the Arsenal mobile app. And now from one midfield enforcer to another, it's time for a history lesson. And it's Adams put through by Bold. Would you believe it? Or Charlie George who can hit them. Oh, that's goal! It's up for grabs now! On the 22nd of September 1970, French international midfielder and World Cup winner Emmanuel Petit was born in Dieppe. Arsene Wenger brought Petit to the club in June of 1997 and he went on to form one of the most formidable central midfield partnerships in memory with his fellow countryman Patrick Vieira as the Gunners completed the double that season. Well, here's Emmanuel talking about his memories of first arriving at the club and of that double winning season. Full of big characters, crazy people, um the mentality, the culture is completely different. We were preparing games uh, with rap music, rock music, everything. I cannot, I remember in right, tramping, you know, through the bars, you know, into the Highbury uh, dressing room. I could feel as well the wood, you know, the whole wood when you, on the seat, you know, with inscription of players who pass by, you know. It's like history, you know, it's like, um, you're, you're, you're part of history and you can feel, you know, through the edge, you know, into the dressing room, all the people that can 
And uh, I remember as well, David Dean, how friendly, how welcome he was. And uh, I love my time over there, honestly. Yeah. We won the, the, the title, you know, the Premier League title. And um, that was, I think, uh, the first step for Arsene, you know, for his credibility into the English and as well for us, for the French guy. We were living under so much pressure as well, the French players, because we know that Arsene was French like us and we had to do more, always, more, more, more. But uh, I think uh, all the English players uh, understood that. And uh, they knew from the beginning that we, we will do everything we can to win something. And we would try everything we could as well to make just one into the team, you know. That's why I think uh, winning the FA Cup at Wembley was a dream as well because it's you know, it's um, this stadium. It's like for me, Stade de France. You know, since we won the World Cup, it's special. Petit would take nine months to score his first goal for the club, but then scored two in three games, including this winner against Derby County as the team raced toward the Premier League crown. Dixon. And Parler got a foot to it. Here's Petit. He's got again! Well, after the long wait, the goals are coming thick and fast. Petit would go on to play three seasons for the Gunners, making 118 appearances and scoring 11 goals before joining Barcelona in the summer of 2000. However, after just a single season at the Nou Camp, he returned to the Premier League with London rivals Chelsea. And in 2005, he announced his retirement from the game. We'll have another history lesson in next week's podcast. But now it's time to speak to another French international, Laurent Koscielny. You're listening to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Arsene Wenger recently said that Laurent Koscielny is now at the peak of his powers in the Arsenal team. And it's hard to argue with that with his performances this season. Well, Laurent sat down with Arsenal media's Josh James to talk about being part of the new look backline this season. just wanted to ask you about Petr Cech. Because he is uh, probably the greatest Premier League goalkeeper ever. Um, so what's it like playing in front of him? I think he's... Uh... He played a long time for uh, Chelsea, 11 years. He won a lot of trophy. Yeah. Um, I think he's uh, one of the best goalkeepers in, uh, in the league, so I think he can uh, uh, help us to, mm. uh, to win, uh, to win uh, more trophies. Uh, he has uh, the experience of uh, big games. Uh, he knows uh, how we can, uh, we can win the, the title. So uh, I think it will be very important for, for us and uh, it, will, um, it will give us uh, some many points with, uh, with uh, his uh, saves. Mm. Uh, does it take a while to get used to playing in front of a, a new goalie? Because it's a big part of a unit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but uh, you felt uh, the first training with, uh, with him uh, he talks a lot, uh, you know. He, he tries to to help uh, his teammates uh, to be in good position, to know mm. where the, our opponent. So um, it's very important, and uh, you know he has uh, he has the experience of yeah. everything. So uh, he can he can help uh, the team and he can help uh, the four backs. And just finally about you, because um, 
I know you're not famed for your goal scoring, but you do score a few each season. Have you set a target for how many goals you want to get this year? Uh, no, no, no. You know, my job is uh, to defend after if I can help the team to uh, to score some some goals. Uh, it's a bonus, but uh, the most important is uh, the team already. Just try to score some goals and uh, us at the back, uh, we didn't consider a lot of goals. When he's fit, Laura is one of the first names on the Arsenal team sheet. And this could be a huge season for him with the European Championships coming to his home country in 2016. He'll have his hands full with a very impressive Leicester City team this weekend though. And we'll talk to Adrian Clarke about that game next. You're listening to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Adrian Clark is hosting the match day show for Arsenal's trip to Leicester City on Saturday. Aid, how are you, my friend? All right? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, despite the frustration of that defeat at Stamford Bridge, yeah. not a good day. Yeah, let's not go there again. We've done it once on the podcast already. <laughs> Can't do it again. Um, how impressed have you been with the Foxes' start to this Premier League very, season? Very, very impressed, yeah. They've, they've been the surprise package, obviously. I wasn't convinced about the appointment of Ranieri, but he's got them firing, hasn't he? The, the players are showing terrific character. They've been down in their last four matches and clawed back points and I think I think that tells you a lot about the, the guys within that dressing room it's a fairly limited bunch of players talent wise but when you've got that spirit and, and, and a lot of pace as well it, it can take you quite far so, so hats off to them So they had a terrible start last season didn't they on the whole and then finished very strongly what's Ranieri done differently do you think this time around Adrian that they've been so much more consistent so much more early on Yeah it's, it's difficult to say really he's brought in quality or oh, the club have brought in quality. I, I like one or two of their signings. Beefed up the midfield. They needed to replace Cambiasso. And I think Inla's a good player and, and Kante too. Okazaki, I think, will come good. Um, I think he's just unleashed the players. In, and, and in a way, just... Uh, encourage them to continue with what they were doing towards the end of last season. He hasn't tried to overcomplicate it and I think that's a skill in itself. Oh, absolutely. So where do you reckon that Leicester could look to exploit Arsenal? I definitely can see Leicester looking to hurt them on the counter. That's the way they play. They're not interested in having too much possession. What they will do is when they get the ball they look to turn Arsenal and clip balls down the sides in, into the channels for Jamie Vardy to chase. It's, it's, it's a basic tactic, but when you've got someone as industrious as Vardy that loves to run those channels, it, it can be a problem. And with Gabriel suspended, perhaps Pierre Mertesacker or Callum Chambers stepping in, I see them looking to isolate Vardy with that centre-half down the sides. That could be a problem. And Niraz pulling the strings potentially as well. He's a very good player. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He is, uh, he, is, he is a guy to watch. And well, He's been one of the players of the season so far. Seven goals in his last nine Premier League matches as well as a few assists. Very impressive stuff. Uh, what about where Arsenal could hurt Leicester City? Yeah, well, I, I see their, their weak links really at full-back. Um, I don't want to be too disparaging, but, but Richie Delat and, and Jeff Schlupp, I don't see their as the, as the strongest Premier League fullbacks. So, whether it's the wide men themselves or the fullbacks flying forward, perhaps even Theo Walcott drifting into the channels to create overloads, I think in, in the wide areas, that's where Leicester are, are weakest. So tell me a key head-to-head -head battle then, please. It's that man you were talking about. It's, uh, it's Mares, isn't it? He, he's the guy that you've got to watch. So I think his battle with Nacho Monreal it will be the pivotal one. Monreal will need support. He'll need his left winger or... or 
perhaps the central midfielder to come across and just get in close proximity because when Mares drifts inside and gets up ahead of steam, it's incredibly hard man to stop. So Monreal against Mares. If he can keep Mares quiet, Arsenal's chances of winning will increase. And our customary end to this little chat in a sentence: How do you beat Leicester? <laughs> well, when you come up against uh, industrious teams like Leicester, you, you have to match them. So, so, so Arsenal can beat Leicester City by matching their application and attitude in this one. Um, if, 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 if they can do that, their quality will shine through. Well, Adrian has described Leicester as industrious. He is ever industrious for us <laughs> as well. Adrian has ever made a pleasure. Have a good one. Top man. And of course, Adrian will be joined by Nigel Winterburn from 2.30pm on Saturday for all the build-up on the Match Day show live on Arsenal Player and the Arsenal Mobile app. You're listening to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. That's full time on this week's show. My thanks to Lauren Koscielny, David Hillier and to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. And remember, you can tweet your questions to the podcast by following at Arsenal on Twitter and using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly. We'll be back on Monday, the 28th of September for the next Arsenal Weekly podcast. And don't forget, you don't want to miss an episode. So go to iTunes and hit the subscribe button. Until next week, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast on iTunes or listen to a new show every Monday on arsenal.com and SoundCloud. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast.